Hello, International BTS Army. Welcome back to Begin the Search. This is a BTS-inspired podcast, and this is not the kind of podcast that just tells you the news and the latest things that they're up to. However, if I watch a performance or if I see a tweet or something in Weavers or um, if I see a certain something, then I might want to comment on it, but I'm not just going to go chronologically through our days and weeks exclaiming on or talking about each thing that BTS does. I think there are podcasts that do more of that, but this is not one of those because I don't have the time to arrange every single thing where I would make sure that I comment on everything and stay absolutely current on everything that they're... everything? Everything! Everything that BTS is doing. But I do get notifications from their official Twitter, their YouTube, and uh, let's see, when they post to Facebook, they do tweet it in their Twitter. Um, I don't think they update Instagram. Uh, I mean, they don't update Instagram as often, and I don't think they tweet about their Instagram posts as much, if at all. I'm not sure. But I have my notifications set to to give me a buzz or ping my phone whenever something is posted through Twitter, Weverse, or VLive, or YouTube from BTS. So I feel like I have a good share of ways to try to stay current on what they're doing. Where I live, I am about 14 hours behind South Korea. So whenever they're in South Korea... I don't always know what they're doing, and I don't often stay up for their Music Bank and Mnet, other performances that are in Korea or in those areas over there. Well, when they were doing the Mamas and everything, I didn't, I wasn't able to stay up for all those because I am, I just get too tired, and I try really hard to stay awake, but I never know when they're going to be on exactly, so... A lot of times I'll catch the other performing groups and then I'll fall asleep before BTS actually comes on. So that makes me really sad. But then, of course, I try my best to catch it, to catch a recording of it somewhere on the Internet. So, you guys, I just wanted to encourage us to think about how we've been responding or reacting to the coronavirus and in all of the public scare how we felt about it, whether it is we are feeling encouraged because we are not getting sick and dropping with ser serious symptoms like we were afraid maybe we would do, but in some areas they're being hit really, really hard, and in other areas people are being tested positive for the virus but experiencing no symptoms at all. And there's a wide range of ages from newborn baby to the elderly. And so nobody, I don't think anyone is really immune or safe from it necessarily. I don't know if some people's bodies are creating antibodies to the virus. I have no idea. But I know for me, I would want to stay away from it because I have an immune autoimmune disorder. I mean, an autoimmune disease, sorry. And I have severe asthma, which I think I mentioned in my last podcast. So I would not want to get the coronavirus because I hear that, sorry, excuse me, I hear that it attacks your lungs. And once it gets in your lungs, if you are somebody who's not healthy anyway, that it can completely destroy 
your lungs and your immune system and that's when you can lose your life. So I hopefully I'm not reporting the wrong information, but that's what I've heard. I did get sick almost two weeks ago and my symptoms ranged from first a sore throat, just a little bit of an irritation I would say for about two days, maybe two and a half days. And then on the third day, my head started hurting like crazy. And then I got the chills for about one hour and the body aches for about one hour. And then I put on a bunch of blankets and turned up the heat. And within that hour, I was already not aching and not freezing anymore. So after that, um, I had the full-blown signs of an intense sinus infection, infection come on. And I've never had a sinus infection before that I know of. I've had a little bit of sinus pressure, but never anything like this where it was so sunny when I went outside, I was like, I need my sunglasses. So I'd put my sunglasses on and just that little bit of pressure, that little bit of weight on my nose, I couldn't handle it, could not handle it. So I had to drive squinting instead of using my sunglasses, but then the bright light hurt my eyes and my head like crazy. So it hurt from my ears to my nose, to my cheeks, to my eyes, to my head. And that was like that for uh, about the next four days. And then I started getting a shortness of breath. And that's the part that scared me the most because I felt like I could deal with those other things. But when it came to my lungs, I didn't want to mess around. I feel like I'm starting to get sleepy now. Why does this happen to me when I hit record on something? It's either a sneeze or a cough or I start to yawn. So let's just get back to talking about BTS. Nam June came on a live, I think it was about a week ago. And so he's in a V live and he was eating something. What a sweetheart. He was so hungry, he said. He was holding his belly and he's like, oh, I'm so hungry. And then he um, was trying to hurry up through his sandwich or his burger and drinking down his milkshake. And I was like, oh, you poor guy, just take your time. Enjoy your burger. Of course, he, was, he didn't have time to read the comments. He said, I, could, I can't read everything. I'm so hungry. And I just felt like, oh, you've worked so hard. All of you work so hard. Please take your time and enjoy your meal. But he um, he hurried and then he began to talk about the album, about Map of the Soul 7, and he was giving us stories behind the scenes, and then he would say, after giving us a, a story, he'd say, here's a side story, and then he would take, I think for the first five songs, he took something like eight minutes to talk about each song, and then he's like, wow, I've been here an hour, and I've only talked about three to, three to five songs already. <coughs> so... I've attempted to finish watching it, but I've had to watch it in snippets, and I'm about halfway through his recording. I think his recording is an hour and 48 minutes or something. It's close to two hours, but I can't wait to see the rest of it. I'm really loving it so far, and I loved when he mentioned or when he talked about Yoongi recording Shadow, and he said that Yoongi does not always or doesn't often or usually ask for his help in a, in a solo but he said this time he had english lyrics and he sent a text to namjoon saying uh he hoped that namjoon could help him make sure that the lyrics were correct that the english was correct and then 
that Namjoon said, I tried to persuade him about the part where he speeds up. So he's like, I want to be a rock star. I want to be rich. I want to be the king. I want to be this. And he starts to speed up um, in intensity as he's saying those English, um, making those statements. And Namjoon says, I really want to, I tried to encourage him because I thought it would sound really good. But of course, let him make his own decision. And it sounded like he made that decision that it sounded good and that um, Yoongi went ahead and credited credited Namjoon in the um, in the album credits as one of the producers or writers. And I just loved what RM said. He said, Yoongi is a good guy. I think he's a really good guy and he's very generous. And I was like, oh, I almost started crying. Like, there's something so... Ah, there's just something so sweet about Yoongi that it just makes me, it catches me off guard and I do get tear, I tear up here and there. I do start to cry a little bit when I hear about something he did or when I see something or when I read about him or whatever it is. And yeah, that it's just one of those things. I can't, I can't pinpoint it, but it happens. And, um, I mean, I am an emotional person, but I don't cry all the time. If you've seen my YouTube videos, yes, I cried in the <laughs> I cried in the YouTube video that I posted. Yes, I did that. Um, and I also recorded my reaction to the entire Map of the Soul Seven album, um, except for On Ego and Black Swan. I listened to all the rest of them on camera, and I cried through at least four of the songs. I think. And I'm not sure if I'm going to post that one on YouTube. I'm not sure that I, anyone wants to see that. Um, plus, when I talked, you couldn't hear me as well. But, I mean, there's real emotion there, even if I don't know what they're saying. And I'm very excited to listen to their songs, all, all the songs on the album, with the lyrics in front of me so I can see the translations and see what all the songs are about. But what was I saying, guys? Yes, that's what I was saying. Um, that's what I was getting to is in that V Live RM did a week ago. Um, he was saying, we're working hard. We miss you. And nobody knows what's going to happen. But it was kind of like he was trying to say without saying, let's be prepared. I mean, let's hope for the best, but let's be prepared. It doesn't look like this virus is going away anytime soon. And he knows that he they are scheduled to come and meet us in the United States in Santa Clara, California on April 25th. And that is, today is the 18th, so that is less than five weeks away. And um, I'm not sure if it was announced at the time, or maybe it was just more recently, a couple days back. But California, from what I've heard, has banned or canceled... Um, or prohibited all large events, all large gatherings for the next eight weeks. And obviously that means that the Santa Clara concert and the Rose Bowl concert are not going to happen. <sighs> so let's try to cheer up as much as we can. BTS is very disappointed. They are very sad about it. But they, I mean, it's not something anyone planned for. It's not something anyone could see coming. We didn't know it was going to happen. They didn't know it was going to happen. So they've just been doing their best, practicing 
and polishing and making sure that their choreography is right and making sure their set list is right. And with the hopes that at least some of ARMY will get to see them and that they will get to see some of ARMY at some point this year oh, before their tour, <coughs> excuse me, before their tour ends. And of course, a lot of us are saying, let's, it's better late than, um, than unsafe. So let's make sure that everyone is safe first before we try to go on with this tour and stuff. And there are other people who are just extremely disappointed thinking I'll never get to see them and all that kind of stuff. So let's all just try to cheer up. Let's try really hard to think positively, to have that good energy and prepare in whatever way you can, whether it is to get your body healthy, to get your mind healthy, to save your money, to do your best at your job, whatever it is, so that when BTS is ready to visit your area or near wherever you could go on tour, whether it's postponed, rescheduled, or a concert that doesn't have to get canceled because your concert that you were going to go to is later on in this year, later in the summer, after hopefully some of the devastation or all the devastation um, fades back and the virus is in control, maybe they find a cure, maybe people learn how to stop it. I don't know what's going to happen, obviously, but BTS does want to see us. They love us. They want to see us so much. And they know we want to see them too. And it's been really hard seeing that. Oh, Jungkook posted again. Yes. Huh. Looks like he's laughing. Um, the, sorry, I know I interrupted, I interrupted myself. What was I saying? Oh, gall. What was I saying? Anyway, I know that, oh yes, it's, BTS has been saying, like, when they did their music bank performances and when we were, they were doing all those um, winning with On and stuff, um, they said it was really sad and it felt strange because they had to perform with no audience. How many of you out there are playing BTS World? Do you have it downloaded on your phones? I have had mine downloaded on my phone since, I think, July last summer. And I do log into it every day. Um, I am stuck in chapter 8 of the BTS story. Chapter 8, uh, what is it? Okay, hold on. It's chapter 8. What is, are they called levels? Are they called rounds? I don't know what they are. It's 8-8. Eight, eight. That's the one that I cannot get past, no matter what I do. No matter how good it is when I roll, you know, how you roll the members to wake them up or whatever, and you get however percentage and their attributes, um, no matter what I do and no matter how much I increase, how many cards I have that are leveled up as high as possible, I cannot pass level 8, 8 or chapter 8, uh, level 8. I don't know what it's called. Chapter 8... Yeah, I don't know what they're called, but it's 8-8, and I cannot get past that. I also have a few in Chapter 6 that I haven't been able to get three stars on, so I'm working on those. I was able to pass two of them yesterday because in my drawing I was able to pull, I was able to draw a five-star Wisdom Jungkook. Um, so he's been helping me pass off a couple of those levels in Chapter 6. Anyway, and then on the another story side, 
I am in chapter five in everybody's another story. And I think when you reach affinity level 25 or 30, I'm not sure which one it is. I think it's level 25. You get to unlock chapter six. And there is a mission that you have to do where you beat everybody's chapter six, um, level 12 or something like that. So I haven't even gotten to open or unlock chapter six yet. I know there are a lot of people who have gone far beyond that. Every time I draw a really good card, I want to take a screenshot and send it to my friends who are in Twitter, but I can't because you can't take screenshots of BTS World. Some of the cards are really, really great. Um, most of them are cute. Some of them are funny, but some of the four and five star cards are really, really nice. Um, even some of the three star cards are really, really nice. I like them. And so I do play BTS World, but the app that I'm looking the most forward to is Learn Korean with BTS. Have you guys heard of that one? I, um, I, I've been learning Korean a little bit with the Drops app. It's a free version and you only get five minutes for free every 10 hours. And then if you do really well, like you get a streak, sometimes they will offer you some bonus minutes. But through that app, I've been able to learn some of the members of the family, um, names like grandmother and father and baby and little girl and little boy, boyfriend, girlfriend, um, stuff like that. And then I learned a bunch of articles of clothing and a lot of stuff about um, idols or K-pop. And then some, some of the weather, I think I'm forgetting the weather. Um, I know, let's see, is it, is it a thunderstorm? Something like that. I think it's Pokpung. That's so cute. Such a cute little word, Pokpung. And then I learned a lot of, um, like household items. And then I learned a lot of food, like junk food. The, the sounds, I mean, the pronunciation and the words for food are very similar. Like the, um, like the junk foods are. Um, like hamburger and pasta. Pasta is pasta. So you just say it differently and it's spelled differently, but it sounds very similar. If ice, ice cream is ice cream. Ice cream. That's it. Ice cream. I think I'm saying it right. Anyway, and then they have other things like cabbage. Is that, uh, young bechu or something like that? Pa, young bechu. Anyway. Um, some things that don't sound anything like what we say as like Brussels sprouts. I can't remember the name for it. Um, onion, I believe is pa. I think that's green onion. And then I think regular onion is yang pa. I forgot garlic and all that, but, uh, water, water. What is water? Huh? Mul? I can't remember. And then, um, is milk something like muyu or something? And then mineral water is mineral water. Anyway, so that's a fun app to use. It's the Drops app. And I have a, I have an Android. So, but I'm waiting until Learn to BTS, sorry, Learn Korean with BTS comes out. That's going to be fun. Also, there is a new game. No, what am I saying? Not game. It is a new mini-series or docu-series that's going to come out. I don't know if it's just in two parts. So, from what I read in Naver, I believe you call it. Naver? Naver? Um, there's a 29 or 28-minute piece that's coming out. It's called... 
what is it called? B. Oh, come on. I forgot the name of it now. It's got the letters B, T, and S, just like burn the stage and bring the soul behind the scene. No? What is it called? That's really bothering me. What is it called? I'm going to look it up in Twitter just so I can tell you guys. The... Oh, man. Totally forgot what it's called. I'm going to write BTS docu-series to try to remember what it's called. Nope. They're not letting me... Because autocorrect is doing something strange. I never had any use for... Oh, break the silence. There it is. Break, B for break, T for the, and S for silence. Yes, that's what it's called. Okay. So I think it's going to be a two-part piece um, where each, each part, part one and part two, are going to be around 29 minutes long. I don't know if it's going to be something that is only available on Netflix or if it's only available through Weavers, but do your best to hear about that. And if you get a chance to watch it, I'm sure it will be beautiful. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. So Yoongi said that he got to see his family on his birthday. That's really good. He got to go out with the, um, he got to go eat, what did he eat? Pork belly. I forgot what the name of it is in Korean. But um, he ate pork belly, grilled pork belly. And I think in the V Live, one or two days before that, or something, um, J-Hope or somebody told Jin he should pay for the dinner since he's the oldest and so he said he would and they made him promise and then he stuck to his promise and he paid for everybody to enjoy eating plus the whole company whatever whoever was working with them and there was a very short clip of it I saw that I think I saw it in Twitter and I tried afterwards to find that clip and I could not find it so but it was Jin approaching the payment counter or the checkout counter and he's talking and Hobie is um, filming him and laughing and saying, Jin, you're so cool, cool. Jin's so cool. Jin's the coolest young or something like that. And Jin's like, yeah, yeah, I'm so cool. And then at the very end of that clip, Yoongi comes up and says, how much was it? <laughs> so <laughs> that's so cute. Anyway, that was great that they got to go out and eat for his birthday. And then um, it seems like was it today? It was early this morning. Someone asked J-Hope in Weverse what he was going to be eating, and he said mom's rice. So I don't know if mom literally means his mother, if he's home visiting his mother, or uh, if his mother is visiting him. But that sounded really comforting to me when I read that. I was hoping that it meant that he got to see his mother and got to see his family. He has a father, a mother, and a sister, and a dog. His dog's Mickey. So I'm guessing he was home because he did post a picture of Mickey in Weavers. That was really cute. My goodness, Mickey's eyes. Such an expressive, sweet little dog. 
and he looks so like just the kind of dog that you just want to hug and cuddle and oh just tell this dog that you're going to keep him safe and take care of him and oh my goodness those eyes what dog doesn't have eyes like that though i mean what well-behaved well-mannered dog does not have eyes like that i mean i guess when we see tawny v's dog we don't really see those sweet little like melt your heart puppy dog looks on his face that we see on Mickey. That's kind of the feeling that I get. It's like a different. Tani is very, very cute. He's a Pomeranian as far as I understand. He seems like a big Pom Pomeranian too. Um, are there miniatures out there? Because it seems like my cousin had some miniatures, but I have not seen her dogs in a really, really long time. Uh, I'm getting stuffy. And there are seagulls flying up over my car. I keep saying I don't want to record in the car, but I keep end ending up recording in the car. What's everyone thinking and feeling after the track, after the album Map of the Soul 7 released? And we've been listening to it now for, it's been almost four weeks, right? So it released on February 21st. Um, we got to hear a longer version of Shadow, which is really beautiful. I listened to Shadow twice today. I wanted to listen to it more, but I was trying to make sure that my streaming counted, so I was letting it cycle through a variety of um, of MVs. Um, and you know how you can watch, like you can play a YouTube video that's just a song, like it's not even showing you, um, you know, any like actual video it's just showing like the album cover or something and then it's got the title so I played shadow in there I have not watched shadow yet I actually want to watch that tomorrow so I'm hoping that I will be able to do that and I have been recording rea my reactions because I really want to remember them I want to remember how I felt when I first watched these things and I regret not having started up a journal or not having recorded some of my reactions when I first got into BTS last summer because that meant so much to me that time in my life last year in the summer um, I told you guys before I was grieving my mom passing away and <coughs> excuse me I missed her so much and I miss her even now but um, I for a long time ever since I was about age 10 or 11 have probably had a very, a, probably a very unhealthy fear of death and dying, and it doesn't help that I have that. But then when my mom passed, I just, I just got more anxious. I missed her more, and um, I mean, I miss her all the time. But last year, finding BTS helped get me through that, and. They helped me smile, and I was laughing, and I was watching Run BTS, and I was watching interviews and fan-made videos, and their Festa cottage talk, and their dinner party, and their 100 days celebration, and all that kind of stuff. It was just so great. The timing was excellent for me. So I just, I feel like I wish that I had been able to record my reaction at that time, because now I can't even remember those new, like those discoveries. Um, I wish I had recorded way back when I first started watching them and I still didn't know their names. 
when I didn't know their real names or even their stage name, names. I didn't know their ages. I didn't know who was the lead singer or the main singer. I didn't know who the choreography, um, like the dance captain type, J-Hope. Um, mostly it sounds like he's kind of the dance captain, although they have um, dance instructors and choreographers they work with all the time. And I just remember in the very beginning, um, like all these people all over Twitter, they're like, they're like, and I just wanted to know their names, dot, dot, dot. Meaning, um, this is how it all started. I heard that there were BTS. I saw them once and I was like, okay, let me just figure out their names. Let me just learn their names. Well, I was the same way. I wanted to know their names and I wanted to be able to tell them all apart. So backing up to the very first time I saw them as a group, not performing, but in an interview was on the Ellen show or Jimmy Fallon. I cannot remember which one came first. I want to say it was Ellen, but in a way I kind of feel like I watched a Jimmy Fallon interview first, but maybe I just didn't really understand what I was seeing. Um, I do remember seeing them on Ellen. Like I can actually picture the interview that it was. So there are two different interviews they came on, I want to say, in 2018 and 2017. And, <coughs> excuse me, in those interviews, they look so young. Um, Jungkook and Jimin and even Jin, they look so young. And so what I was doing was I was like, okay, well, I noticed this guy speaks English really well. I noticed this guy seems to wear a sweatband a lot. I noticed this guy... Uh, like really smiley and happy and jumping up and doing more like animated, more gestures and stuff. So I'll try to memorize those guys. So right away, I memorized Namjoon and V and J-Hope. And then I was like, well, one of them, his name is Suga, but I don't know which one. So I memorized the names before I, remember, I memorized the faces. I think I felt like Suga might be V and V might be Suga, but I could not remember. And then I'm like, okay, well, these three guys are sitting in the back. And uh, that's um, Jungkook was on the left, and then Jin was in the middle, and then Jimin was on the right. And I don't know why or how I could even think that they look remotely similar. They don't look similar at all. They have such unique faces. They really do. And their names are so different from each other as well. So, but I think that's kind of how it is at first, that... For some reason, they looked similar, and I don't think that now. But when, I mean, if you were to show me a picture of Monster X, I wouldn't know who was who. I might think they look very similar. Or Got7, or any of those guys. I don't know. So I guess it really takes the focus and the investment and the interest and the care. You have to really want to know who they are, and you've got to really give it more than just a few minutes to learn who they are and, and which guy is which. So... The, I watched those three appearances or interviews, two from Ellen and one on Jimmy Fallon. And then I was like, I really kind of want to get into this, but I don't really know anything about them. I don't know where to find them. Um, I thought they were all teenagers. I thought that they, I was like, well, I've got, there's no way that I'm going to get into um, fangirling over a teenage Asian boy group. And I, I mean, I didn't even think to Google them and try to find their music. I didn't even think of that. I didn't think to try to find them in YouTube. I didn't even know pretty much what a music video was. 
I'm trying to think if I even watched any music videos over the last few years before BTS. I guess I did. I guess I watched one or two Taylor Swift videos. I think I watched a couple Adam Lambert videos and I watched a couple of Darren Hayes videos. He's the lead singer from Savage Garden. Um, and I used to be into Owl City a lot more. I used to listen to the Owl City with my boys in the summertime, especially. And so I think I watched some of those, but I never really, like, vid music videos didn't matter much to me. They didn't make any impact on my life. I didn't find myself loving watching any or going back and re-watching. Now that I think of it, I did watch We Can't Stop by Miley Cyrus, and there was a YouTuber named Glozel Green, and she was um, doing a reaction video to We Can't Stop by Miley Cyrus, and it was pretty funny, <laughs> um, but I really didn't spend my time or energy looking for music videos, so I didn't even think when I found BTS. It was in about early December or the end of November 2018. That's when I saw those three interviews, the two on Ellen and one on Jimmy Fallon. I didn't think to go looking for their music. I just thought, oh, these guys are cute. These guys are fun. But I didn't even try to go searching for it. And it didn't pop up on the side of recommended or related videos or anything. So fast forward to May 2019. I'm watching the voice finale on NBC.com because I never had the time to watch the voice when it aired. I never had the time to actually sit down and be in front of my TV when it's airing. I don't have, what do you call it, DVR or any of that stuff. So I can't record something and watch it later. So I'm like, I, wa I missed most of the voice that season. I missed most of it last year. But um, I was like, oh, I want to see, once they get to the top 12, I want to see who wins. So I started watching it, and I watched the finale. But I watched the finale probably two or three weeks later. No, maybe it was about one week later than the finale actually aired. I watched it, and BTS sang and performed Boy With Love on that finale. So when I saw them, I'm like, oh yeah, these guys. I found these guys in December, November, whatever that was. That's these guys. Wow, they are fun. Wow, this song is great. They are fun. Guys, look at their moves. Look at their smiles. Look at their brightly colored hair. Their outfits are awesome. Their hair is different and cool and like wavy or styled or whatever. And they sound great. And they are just fun and infectious. And I'm loving it. And there's confetti all over the stage. And people are cheering like crazy. I was like, wow, what a great song. It was between seeing them on the voice finale which was in May, and then like a week, two, three weeks after that, yeah, because it was June 24th was when I finally went down that tunnel. I went down that rabbit hole of BTS, and I haven't come out since. But somewhere in there, between the end of May and the middle of June, um, there was a technician that was working with my son in therapy, and she came to our house to do an in-home session. And... um I was like, do you need me to be here for this session? Can I go upstairs and get some stuff done? And she's like, yeah, you can do whatever you want. You can leave. You can whatever. So I'm like, all right. So I went upstairs in my room and I shut the door and I was like, I'm kind of interested to see more of that K-pop stuff. I don't know what that is. Um, and so I looked them up and what did I look up? I think I looked up um, 
what did I find? I think it was like a BTS controversial, something like that, where it was like controversial, con, con, controversies, that's it, Controver controversies that BTS has been involved in. I don't know why I found that video first, but I watched that and it said something about um, someone accusing RM of borrowing lyrics or borrowing poetry or something that he, and I think it was like, it was resolved by him saying, I really admired that person's work. I never meant to take anyone's lyrics. I was just trying to build a song on that feeling that those words gave me and he promised he wouldn't do it again or something like that. I don't know how earlier in their career it was or if it was even before BTS got together when he was more rapping as a soloist. I don't even know the whole thing, but that didn't deter me. I was like, oh, he looks like, he sounds like a great person. He sounds like a cool guy. I still thought he was a teenager. I thought maybe he's 20. Maybe he's like the oldest one and he's 20. And so then I searching around in YouTube a little bit more and I find things like um, the top 50 most handsome Korean men of 2018 and the top 50 of 2019 and um, the top uh, different K-pop idols or whatever, who's the best looking and who are the prettiest and um, who are the top bands. And then I found one was what's the best era and the worst era and who's your bias and who's your record. And I'm like, what? What's this bias? What's this record? I don't understand this. So I'm watching these videos without understanding the context. And it was a BTS video where it was snippets of part of their MVs where it just focused on that one guy, that one member. And I'm like, they're all attractive and they're all amazing dancers and they're all amazing singers or rappers. How can anyone say that there's a wrecker? I don't understand this. So again, I was watching it out of context. Had no clue what I was watching. Couldn't tell them apart. Didn't know how many there were. Didn't know their names. Didn't know how old they were. Nothing. And I'm like, how can anyone pick a worst era of these guys? It looks like they're all really well polished and talented and they're bringing an amazing amount of uh, skill and love for music and artistry and musicianship to the screen for us to enjoy. So anyway, now we get to June 24th and I drop my kids off to be with their dad for four weeks. And then I go home and I immediately dive into... Um, Googling BTS's official Twitter. So I found that. And then um, there was like a recent video of Jungkook swimming. He had jumped into a pool and was swimming laps. And I think the first one was something like 20 to 30 seconds long. And then there was a second part that was a little bit longer. And what he was filming was he was filming himself from the opposite end of the pool, swimming towards the camera. And then when he got near where the camera was, he did the somersault where you can do your somersault and then kick against the wall to return back to swim a lap the way you came. And um, the first time he attempted it, he didn't like how he had done the, sim the somersault. And um, he stood up instead and was... Um, like shaking his head and saying something like that was difficult or that wasn't it or something. And then he pulled himself out the side of the pool without even using a ladder, shook out his hair and like shook the water out of his ears and walked back down to the other end to swim 
to try it again. And then the clip ended. And I was like, I don't know why, but I was mesmerized by that because something in that clip told me this young man is dedicated and devoted and determined. The three D's. It told me that this kid, Jungkook, whoever he is, I guess he's a member of BTS is what I'm thinking to myself. I don't know which one he is in those videos that I watched, but again, I hadn't found any of their official MVs yet. I hadn't found any fan-made videos that were like showing their personality. I didn't know anything about Run BTS. I hadn't watched any festas. I hadn't watched any performances, none of their ments or anything on stage. So I had just seen a couple of clips where people are like, bias or wrecker? Bias or wrecker? Is your, he your bias? He's my bias. And I'm like, what in the world are they talking about? Oh boy. So I watched that second clip of Jungkook swimming the lap again. And that time he had done it to a satisfactory standard that he had set for himself. And he pulled himself out of the water feeling better about that second time. And whatever reason that sat with me, like it struck me as what an amazing person. I don't know why I thought that. I didn't know, like, what what's the big deal about him swimming? Is he not really much of a swimmer? Is he just a guy who tries something and is good at it instantly? Well, yes, I found out later that's true. He um, He's good at everything he tries, pretty much. He draws, he sings. Um, if he, like, tr is trying to learn English, he is great at memorizing English. He is drawing, writing, singing... I don't know if he's good at cooking. I don't know what else he's good at, but apparently he's like, he can run really fast. He's a good swimmer. He can climb things. He's always wanted to bungee jump. So when he got the chance to do that, he was thrilled. Um, like any game he tries, he seems to be good at, but he was so inspiring to me. And I'm thinking, well, here I am trying to raise two teenage boys. Well, one of them, he was 12 and the other was 14. This is back last summer, so they're 13 and 15 now. But something about him was so, like, it just pulled me into what potential this person has. And that's what a young man can do if he really sets his mind to something. So let's now take this young man who I've seen swimming out of the context of him swimming in this video where nobody else is featured and put him back into this group of BTS and let me learn who BTS is as a group. So that's when I found the Save Me webtoon. And I found X Celeste, who is on YouTube as a reactor and as a theorist and all that for BTS, um, and a vlogger. I found her video that talks about all of the BTS MVs in order and how they relate to the webtoon. And so I started watching that and I was like, oh my goodness, I'm getting overwhelmed. I don't understand. What's this webtoon? What's this save me? What's this alternate universe? Whatever they call it. Is it the BU or the AU? I don't know what it's called. But I watched the webtoon. I watched about six episodes of that and I couldn't find the other ones at the time. And then I found, so I'm like, okay, well, let's watch XLS. Let's watch her reacting to this webtoon. So I watched her for a bit and then I came across more reactors and I found one named Jackson. I think his name is Young Jackson or Taeyeon Jackson. And I watched him reacting to something called Mono Playlist. And it said RM. And so I'm like, oh, well, I think RM is RM from BTS. So let's go ahead and watch this guy named Jackson reacting to Mono Playlist. 
So I watched it and I was mesmerized. I wasn't even seeing BTS, but I was hearing RM in that creative work playlist, mono playlist, mono, I think we call it, or mono, because in Korean, um, if mono is, he's referring to a, a Korean word, all the O's are not ah sound, they're O sound. Even when it, they have an E in front of the O, it's still an O or O sound, but it's not an ah. So I don't think we would say mono in Korean unless he's using an English word, which I think is mono, but I have no idea. Maybe it's mono. I don't know. <coughs> Excuse me. You guys can probably tell I have the talent for rambling on and on about something and kind of running a subject into the ground at times, but I'll get better at it. I just need to practice more conversational skills and more discussion. Ah, I just need to get better at it. But I listen to all of Mono playlist. I'll just call it Mono because that's how I think of it. And, um, and then I watched Jose Ochoa in YouTube reacting to Mono as well. And I was like, this music is doing something to me. And it's doing something to these people. And I don't even know these guys. And they're feeling intense emotions listening to this music. And I am too. And I'm feeling it watching them. But if they're crying, I like I started crying seeing them cry. That does not always happen. I can see other people cry and not cry. I can watch a movie and see people crying and not cry. But there was something that was so um, emotionally raw and vulnerable and just open. And it's like it tore at my heart and it pierced my heart and forced my heart to open. And I was just, I was changed. And I just, I sat there looking at it and I was like, I can't believe I've spent two hours watching these different people that I've never met, that I don't know anything about them listening to this music. And then I watched another girl. I think she was of Philippine, Filipino heritage. Um, and she was crying listening to mono. And I was like, Oh my goodness, what is this? What's, what's this music doing to me? What is this? What are these feelings? And I had to go to work the next day, but I stayed up all night long. I stayed up until six in the morning watching BTS content and listening to mono. And then the next, and I went to work and I was really tired and I found Mono Playlist, all of the songs, on SoundCloud. So I listened to it to and from work. <coughs> and my, I was having car trouble, so I walked to work, walked home. Or I drove to work, I think. I had borrowed my friend's vehicle. I drove to work, and then my friend came to get it while I was at work. So I ended up walking home, and I played that music. And I remember playing Soul. And... The sun was out and it was really nice weather. It was the end of June, like I said, and I was alone and I was just thinking about how I'm going to be without my kids for the next however many weeks and missing them and missing my mom. And I had found this group and I was like, I, there's so much I don't know about them, but so much I want to see and hear. And I'm walking home, started crying, listening to soul. I love you whole soul. I hate you soul. I love you soul. I hate you soul. I don't know all the lyrics, obviously. I don't know the Korean, but once I got home, I was like, I just want to watch more. I want to hear more. So I spent that whole weekend, except for church 
and work watching and listening to BTS content. I didn't listen to very many um, actual BTS songs at the time, except for Butterfly and Save Me and I Need You. And But, oh, I remember, yeah, I think I watched the Dope MV on the day when that technician was working with my son downstairs. Um, so I think Dope is the very first MV I actually watched. Um, maybe I watched the Boy With Love MV somewhere around there too, but, um, I thought that Dope was very recent. I thought that it was right around the time that Boy With Love was released because Jungkook looked so mature in that one. And I can't believe that was a few years ago, but he looked so mature. And so I was thinking he was, here he was this, this cute, handsome guy. Um, I had started to realize that some of them might be above age 20, but I couldn't think they were very much above age 20. And I am like, I'm close to 15 or more years older than them. So I thought, I have no right to sit here and think that they're handsome. I have no right to sit here and feel attracted to them. I have no right to call myself a fan. This is definitely not for me. And just like pushing and kicking against it and resisting it and feeling like there's no way I can justify falling in love with this band and falling in love with this group and, and wanting to see more and wanting to hear more. Like, there's no way I can invest in it. There's no way I could ever spend my money on it. Um, like, I just felt like I didn't have the right to love them and care about them and follow them and see what's going on and learn more about them. I didn't, I didn't feel like I had that right. I felt like time had passed me by and life had passed me by and I didn't feel that I had permission from life or from the world or from, from society to love BTS. And so I wrestled with it for a good few days to a week. And then I remembered one of my friends who doesn't live anywhere near me, but I remembered that she and her kids when I was in my early 20s, they were really, really big fans of NSYNC and Backstreet Boys and some other bands. And so I was like, oh, if anyone, if I can talk to anyone about this, I can talk to her. She will understand because she was a young mother in her early 30s, I believe, when I was in my early 20s. So not that much older than me. We became good friends and we hadn't talked for a while though. I mean, because we live a couple states away from each other and, um, like unless, I don't know, unless you see people a lot more and you really make an effort to keep in touch with them on the phone or in Facebook or something, you just kind of grow apart some, but I need to finish up this story because I'm going to run out of time in this recording. Um, my friend, so I messaged her and I asked her some questions and then we got to talking, what have you been up to? And she's like, oh, we went down the whole rabbit hole of um, be liking in a few new bands or something like that. And then I'm like, oh, which bands? In, inside my heart, I'm like, I wish she would say she likes BTS because I'm dying to talk to someone about BTS. No one in my family knows about BTS or if they do, they don't care. And I want to talk with someone. I want to like fan about them. I want to gush about them. I want to like dream about them. I want to talk about them. I just, 
this music is uplifting me so much. They're making me smile. They're making me laugh. And so when she said, yeah, it's BTS, we went down the rabbit hole of BTS a few months ago, and we actually saw them in concert twice at the Rose Bowl. And I was so emotional. I was like, yes, I can finally talk to someone about this. And it had only been a couple days, you guys. It was maybe like a week, maybe three or four days only. And so I'm like, can I call you? I want to talk to you. And so we call, I called her, whatever. Um, we talked for like 20 minutes or something. And we ended up talking about who's your bias. And I'm like, I don't have a bias yet. I don't know how to pick a bias. And she goes, you don't pick a bias. Your bias chooses you. Your bias will find you or something. And I was like, oh, wow. Because I've been trying to think, Do I thought it was Jungkook. Like, I was sure it was Jungkook. And then um, I thought for sure it was going to be Jin. But then anyway, so we ended up talking and I ended up crying to her on the phone and telling her how I felt like almost like I felt validated for feeling brokenhearted from my past about how I had to quit dancing when I was 13 and how that still hurts in my heart. It still stings. I still ache to dance and I don't have that. And I didn't get to experience that growing up, but I told her about it and she seemed to understand and she was older than me now and she loves BTS and she's like, you can't put an age on it. If you love them, you love them. Don't don't make you feel like you have to stop yourself from loving them. Like it doesn't matter. And she said she sees them more like, like her kids. Like she cares about them so much, never wants anything bad to happen to them, loves to watch them grow and succeed and everything. But me, I'm like, I'm feeling guilty here because I think every single one of them is extremely attractive more, some more than others, which is definitely give me the butterflies and make my heart flutter. Um, I would just, I would get giddy around them or I would get shy or whatever, more in some members than others. And she wasn't seeing them that way, but I was, and I was feeling so guilty because I'm like, I'm older than them and there's got to be no one else out there that feels the same way as me. And then I got into Twitter and I found out I'm not the only one who thinks that they are extremely good looking and like, they're just eye candy. They're just beautiful people. They're so beautiful as boys, they are so beautiful and they are so handsome as men and they're sexy and they're cute and they're adorable and they're funny and they're quirky and they're clumsy and awkward and everything wonderful. And so that's just kind of how it started for me. It took me a long time to tell you guys and thank you for listening. If you're still here, bless your heart. Um, I really hope that you're able to find some comfort in all of this fear from the coronavirus and everything, but it does no good to panic. It does no good to feel the terror. If you're afraid, let yourself say, I'm afraid, but then think about what you can do today that you didn't do yesterday that can help you be more prepared for disasters or sickness or economic failure or, um, you know, just try to be stronger, try to be healthier every day, try to save a little money every day try to be more wise and more um, self-reliant every day. And then hopefully you'll start feeling that your fear and your terror, terror is changing to peace and changing to calm and changing to a sense of feeling that whatever happens, even if it's not what you want to happen, it, things are still going to be okay. And let's still keep 
supporting BTS and loving them because they've got to be sad that they can't meet us if they can't. Until next time, you guys, this has been Begin the Search. I promised I would include an email address for any armies who would like to write messages for me to read in future podcasts. These messages could be anything about how you feel BTS has affected your life. And in the message, please include any social media handles that you would like for people to be able to find you after they listen to the podcast. The email address is lovenotesfromarmy at gmail.com.